Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mama Pachamama podcast. I'm Vivian McKinnon and today I want to talk about grief and grieving and how important it is to allow ourselves to go through the grieving process. Um, Right now in my life there's quite a bit of grieving and it's actually, I'm in a really interesting situation Um, because I'm actually experiencing a lot of different things simultaneously. So as I'm grieving certain things in my life that are no longer serving me and finding ways to transition away from things that are no longer serving me and allowing myself to feel the grief that comes along with letting go, which is pretty inevitable. Even things that are, you know, maybe even like toxic for us, you know, life is just so sticky like that. It's very not black and white. But anyway, as I go through this grieving process, I'm also in the middle of like, well, in the beginning of a pregnancy and, um, you know, I'm about 11 weeks, almost 11 weeks pregnant and absolutely enjoying this pregnancy for the first time enjoying pregnancy wow I can't believe I'm saying that it's really beautiful I I suppose I should do a podcast episode specifically how I feel like I'm helping myself to finally enjoy something that I have a very robust history of pregnancy really bringing out the worst in me because it challenges me in ways that, wow, anyway, maybe I've just really done the work to prepare myself um, to handle this pregnancy. And actually, yeah, looking back, I would say the most growth I have experienced in my life has happened since my last, between my last pregnancy and this one. So indeed, I'm a very different woman going through a process I've been through many times before and just pleasantly surprised at how I'm experiencing it. So it's beautiful and I'm just absolutely enjoying, enjoying it. Like, you know, I I really, in the past, I felt so insecure about that growing belly in the beginning. I think once your belly gets nice and big and it's like really obvious you're pregnant, it's kind of fun. And you know, it's like, Oh, look at this, like big, beautiful, obviously pregnant belly. But those beginning stages of when your belly's growing and it really just first, it just feels like you're constantly bloated. And then it's like, then you kind of see in the mirror, like, Oh, it probably looks to people like I've just like, I'm starting to put on weight. Like I'm just gaining weight. And of course, as a typical woman in this modern society, I judge myself for like, like you just look like you're getting fat, Viv. Um, And this is the first time that I look at my growing body and my little belly and my thighs thickening up. And um, I really, really look at it and my eyes like brighten with, uh, with love. And I see so much beauty in my changing body and gosh, it's just, wow. The, the process we have to go through to develop love for ourselves internally. So then we can see our external bodies and no matter what 
stage they're at really see our external bodies with love because we're so full of love inside that's such a nourishing feeling and as someone who's judged myself so harshly for so long to honestly be here not just like trying to convince myself but to like look in the mirror and witness myself admiring my body is such a such a beautiful thing and I was at the beach yesterday and I was just like I felt so sexy and it's like the first time I've ever felt sexy at this phase in pregnancy so I am absolutely rejoicing and um, really enjoying that however I am also grieving deeply in my life right now because my life has been turned upside down and grief is inevitable I don't run away from it and I always I don't always at this point I really just try to sit with it and 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 just be aware like just just be there just be still be here um the wonderful Emily Saldea uh gave me this little quote of wisdom that I wrote on my mirror in the kitchen because I'm in the kitchen so much and I have a little mirror in there um and it's so powerful it really helps me but it's she I remember she said this to me and I was just like it just hit me so hard and I felt like this is exactly what I needed to hear but she said you know whenever you're feeling anger or sadness or whatever or like resentment or whatever feelings like of course this is here and it was just so powerful it was like you know isn't it I find it really fascinating that often the things that are most powerful seem so duh right it's like duh like it just seems like duh but I guess that's the power and it's so simple but if you let it hit you the way that in a way where it becomes medicine it's just so incredible so you know she reminded me to to tell myself that and so I I took it so seriously I don't even think she really said it with like trying to like bring on that power with it but it just hit me like that which is beautiful and I immediately wrote it down in my journal and then you know, an hour later went and wrote it on the mirror, but of course this is here. So when I'm beginning to judge myself for feeling, I have to remind myself, look at what you're going through, sweet Vivian. Like you're trying your best with what you have. And as much as you love life, it's also really challenging right now. And of course, these feelings are here. Of course, this is here. Like, duh. And it really brings like this sweet, lighthearted humor to it almost. Just like, I don't know, those duh moments are so powerful. And I really try to sink into that a little bit more often to take some of the heaviness off of life because life is fairly heavy, right? So yeah, I've just been... um, really trying to find that balance, you know, I'm with my children all the time and I don't want to be mopey, but I also don't want to neglect the need to go through the feelings. So wow, it's freaking challenging, but 
grief is a funny thing because I notice grief. I'm just trying to like bring awareness to what's happening and to my body and to my reactions and try to find ways to nourish myself. And that's important. It's like, I'm not necessarily trying to change anything, but if I can nourish myself in moments that I'm feeling a lot, then generally that feeling of nourishment, I think, you know, nourishment can just be like a really like beautiful cup of tea with some honey in it or, um, you know, snuggling under a warm blanket and cloaking myself in warmth, bringing my children and sitting them on my lap and just stroking their hair, you know, things that just bring me back to like the present moment without judgment, without thinking really. Um, cause grief tends to manifest. And I've really learned this about myself recently. I've paid attention that a lot of my sadness, um, and suffering and pain manifests as anger and now I very clearly see where my son Steve got that from and I think because he's a male maybe the energy just is that much more intensified because he's you know he's got quite a lot of energy more than I think I had at that age um but yeah my my grief manifests as anger and You know, how can I expect or hope others can show up for me with love and compassion when I'm going through that if I can't even show up for myself with love and compassion? So it's been a, I really think the processing grief is like birth where you have to let go of any expectation and really let go of thoughts, of judgments, of what you're supposed to do, how it's supposed to be, how things are supposed to play out and just kind of allow the moment to be. I know that sound, I don't know, that's almost annoying. It it almost annoys me as I say that because it's like, what does that even fucking mean? But I guess what I'm trying to say is noticing, wow, I'm really feeling, I'm really projecting anger. But what's really happening here is I'm really feeling sadness and it's coming out as anger because I feel maybe alone in my sadness or maybe scared of that sadness, right? And one thing that um, has been so important for me to recognize lately and, you know, bless my parents, I love them, my mom, I love her, but I was lately, recently reminded that you know, as parent, I was a child that I was one of the children that my parents were like, oh, like, I don't think they, I think they do it with good intentions, right? A parent has good intentions where they're like, oh, don't be sad. Oh, don't be angry. Oh, don't feel that. You should feel happy. I like to see a happy Vivian. And I like, I, I see how the good intentions in that 
However, you know, feeling feelings is inevitable. And if you suppress your anger and you suppress your sadness and you're raised to think that there's shame associated with feeling these feelings that are in the darkness of, you know, more in the darkness of our being rather than that light, you know, um, the lightness in our being, it's, you become fearful of it, disconnected from it, intimidated by it. And you haven't really developed a relationship with yourself as a sad person or with yourself as an angry person, right? Cause we, we judge ourselves and therefore it just really, it just intensifies whatever we're feeling and we're scared, right? We're so scared of these feelings cause we've been trained since, you know, we were children, like, oh, no, 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 don't go there. You don't want to go there. No, 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 stay here. Stay in this happy place. You don't want to go into anger. So I definitely believe, now I can't say, I can't say for certain because my memory is not good of my childhood, but I'm going to say that based off of my observations and my own behaviors, it seems pretty clear to me that I grew up in an environment like that where there was, and I, and I, and I, like I say, lovingly see my mom do the same thing with my, with my kids. And, you know, I, I understand where that's coming from a good place. I also understand how that can actually be really long-term detrimental to a human when they're told by the people you know, that are raising them and guiding them most in life when they're told, no, 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 avoid, avoid those feelings at all costs. Do anything you can to stay happy because it's really through walking through our darkness, observing, befriending, and ultimately be finding love for our darkness that we are able to really appreciate our light, right? So if we become an ally to the angry version of ourselves or the sad version of ourselves, and we can be this multifaceted being present while angry, sad Vivian is sitting there frowning, arms crossed, you know, tension, and just... I can let her be and sit with that, then slowly, you know, slowly she starts relaxing and slowly maybe like the humorous side of Vivian can like peek into her mind and say, hey, like, it's all good, girl. It's all good. Like, you're welcome. But like, how can we support you? Maybe just by being here. So that's why I bring it back to finding a soothing environment. Maybe wrapped up in a blanket. Maybe just sitting underneath a tree while the kids... Like nothing makes brings me more peace than being outside like at a park or just somewhere in nature with the kids. And just sitting there comfortably observing them. So if I'm feeling a lot of intense feeling to just clear my mind and observe my children as they, you know, run around and do just like such silly, sweet things, you know, like, you know, whatever. Um, It really lets me feel 
it's there. The feeling is there. The angry Vivian is there. But slowly, the feelings overall dissipate, and it's no longer about feeling. Um, and that's currently my process. Not all the time, I have to add. Like, I don't have it all figured out. I very much um, lash out every now and then, and sometimes I get really upset, and I'll, like, you know, like smack my head, just. And that's kind of embarrassing to admit, but you know, maybe someone relates to that and I can feel like it was worth sharing that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot of, I feel like life is also, emotional maturity is, is also really forgiving yourself even when you know better because that's that's hard right because it's it's kind of it can be pretty easy to forgive ourselves when we're like um oh god I just didn't know better I was this hurt person I can look back at like all of the past versions of myself that make me cringe a little bit and say oh I forgive her she was just a lost little soul she just had no idea and she was so insecure and geez like but I know better than to, you know, get angry and throw something across the room now. I know better than that. And most of the time, I can I can exert the self-control to not act out like that and find a healthier way. But every once in a while, I'm human. And I do one of these things. I throw something across the room. And a child, one of my children witnessed me and I'm like, fuck. Like, I don't want, I don't, that's not the mom I want to be. And I know better than to be that mom. However, that's when we most must show up with love and forgiveness and compassion and say like, of course this is here, right? Oh my God, Emily, I love you. Of course this is here. Of course you are so just, you need to burst every now and then. So I'm doing several things to help myself currently. And first and foremost is sitting with whatever I have and just being with it, you know, and with practice, like it's a lot easier. And then there's so many other ways to help ourselves when we're feeling grief and I'd like to share some of that. Um, I have been investing a lot of time and energy into my friendships that, you know, I, I have a history of having friendships because out of, I guess, desperation and not really paying attention to how a certain person would make me feel. So these days I'm creating a um a group of friends for myself I'm creating friendships relationships that feel really nourishing and I just want to clarify that my friends that I love it's not about like we all agree with each other we're exactly like anything like that and I'm assuming anyone listening to this knows this but it's just I have one simple you know way of knowing if I, if, if, if I have a, a quality friendship in front of me and it's basically 
how do I feel when I've left this person? We spend a few hours together. How do I feel when they have parted? And if I feel energized, not even necessarily energized, but if I feel nourished, if I feel, if I'm smiling when I reminisce on, you know, a funny moment, if I'm just like, oh, leave just feeling, oh, I love that friend or, oh, that was such a good time. And I'm always with my kids. So when I have a really good time with a friend on the way home, you know, if we're, say we're out at a park or something, and then on the way home, I'll be like, so did everyone have a good time? I had a really good time. And I can just sense like, wow, I feel so nourished from this relationship. And on the contrary, I've had a lot of relationships and friendships where I left feeling so drained and like, oh, I just want to get home and like, you know, have a beer or, I mean, that was, I'm not drinking anymore still and that's going really well. Um, But you know, in the past it would be like, oh, I just want to go home and like have a beer and chill or I want to just go home and take a bath, whatever. Like I'm just feeling so exhausted, so depleted. I'm choosing not to be around people that make me feel that way anymore. And it sounds so easy to do until you feel kind of lonely. So I've let myself sit through loneliness. And as I patiently continue being myself and putting it out there and um, really allowing myself to figure out who are my people, who are my friends, and I'm finding that. And that is such a beautiful way to also cope with um, grief And it's not even necessarily that we have to talk about what I'm going through. Of course, I love to share, but um, it's, it's more just the nourishment of having a loved one around where we can just be present with each other, where maybe we talk about um, things we want to do one day or things we're excited about or sharing stories from our past and relating to each other. Oh, that's just so nourishing. I really enjoy that. So I've been cultivating those friendships and I'm so grateful for how, how much they're um, really helping me as I go through some big transitions in my life and experience the grief um, that I'm feeling. And I'm really curious when the grief will never, well, I don't say never was the wrong word right there. I didn't mean to say that when the grief will no longer feel so present um, yeah, I'm curious, but I guess you never really know because I'm simultaneously also, I have a lot of reasons to feel very joyful. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, so yeah, one was just sitting with my feelings, sitting with the grief or the anger and really letting myself feel it. And next was surrounding myself with people that make that create that, that where there's just mutual love and respect. And therefore I feel energetically uplifted from spending time with them. That's so important. Um, I would rather be alone without people around. Um, if the people are going to energetically drain me, um, so I just, I'm really cautious these days of who, I spend time with because I don't, I have just a limited amount of energy, you know? Um, yeah. Next, 
if you know me at all, you know that I'm all about the self-care, self-love, um, treat yourself. Uh, yeah, that's like such a huge part of what I'm about because acts of love, often we think we want others to show us acts of love. But really what we need is to show ourselves acts of love. And we've been kind of fooled into thinking that consumerism is that. And I don't believe that's the case because I've spent chunks of my life where I was buying myself myself stuff all the time. And then chunks of my life where I was on a very strict budget and really like never buying stuff for myself for a large period of time. And I really love what came out of me during those times where I was not spending a lot of money on myself because it kind of forced me to get creative um, with how I loved myself. Because, you know, of course it's fun to like buy yourself new things, but it's like fun to have something new for a little bit. And then often just like, you know, it fizzles out. So acts of love, it's like the ripple effect, right? You drop a um, rock into a pond and you see the ripples and there's just something so beautiful about being present while you massage your feet, while you take a bath full of like beautiful herbs and the time you put into like making this bath really beautiful. Actually, I think I'm going to go take a bath after I'm done doing this. Um, yeah, there's just something really pleasant about a bath and, or like, you know, doing like a yoni steam, just little things that maybe that will require some effort and require some presence. But afterward, you've done something nice for yourself, something healing and nourishing. And how you've affected your overall being is like really powerful. So something for me, I have this really important thing in my life. I like one thing I cannot live without is my hairbrush. I love to brush my hair tw- once a day at night. Um, not it's like after dinner, like before bed, I'll brush my hair and I always make sure to like get my scalp really good and get like, just it's a really beautiful ritual for me just going through and brushing and making sure I'm massaging the scalp and everything. I'll use my comb. I used to have like a really nice jade comb, but it broke and like run that on my scalp. And then I'll braid my hair and do like a really beautiful braid. And it's just this beautiful, like, it's so funny. I'll do it. And then I'll go look in the mirror while I'm putting my stuff away. And I'm like, look how beautiful and healthy your hair is because you're putting all this love into it and look at just I can see my face and it's the same thing with like my skincare ritual it seems so simple and even even when I do like kind of rush through it the knowledge of like I took the time to do this for myself it's always so nourishing so there are there will be nights where I like kind of convince myself like oh no I'm too tired I don't really want to go and look for my hairbrush and find it and find a hair tie and like do all of that, but I'll do it. And then after I do it, I'll always think to myself, Oh, I'm so glad I did that. I love sleeping with a braid in my hair. I don't like my hair being pulled on and like in all different directions. I like to sleep with a braid in my hair. 
And same thing with my skincare ritual. Like when my skin's feeling dry, it's feeling dry and it's like I can tolerate it, but it doesn't feel great. And if I sit down and I do my skincare ritual, once I'm done, I just like smile. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I feel so much better. And these little acts of love can really pile on. So if you've got like a couple different things you do every day, like dry brush, I love, I don't dry brush every day. Some days I just forget. And I actually, my favorite dry brush, I can't find it right now. So even though I want to, I can't even right now. (laughs) My things get lost because the kids run around and just like hide them in places. So, um, but dry, say you were to dry brush every day, dry brush in the morning, do your skincare routine in the morning, and then in the evening, brush your hair and do another skincare routine. That's what I do most every day. Those few acts of love, and then sprinkle within, you know, baking something really nice for yourself. I love to eat treats, so I'll like lovingly prepare a nice dessert and be just like so excited to eat it. I feel like a little kid, like, oh, look at these delicious cookies I made. I can't wait to eat this. Or, you know, I mean, there's so many things. There's so many things we can do. This small acts of love with intention where we know I'm doing this to like remind myself that I deserve nice things. I deserve acts of love. And that's really, once we can offer that to ourselves and be nourished by our own acts of love on ourselves, then it becomes easier to receive that from others, but also becomes like totally okay if we're not receiving that from others. And I think most mothers know that often we don't. Maybe some of us are really lucky and blessed to have um, really wonderful supporting husbands who on their own go out of their way to show acts of love. Um, But a lot of women don't. And there's that feeling of if I don't take care of myself, if I don't do nice things for myself, no one else is doing that for me. Everyone else is trying to figure out what they need from me and coming to me and saying, I need this from you. So grief is inevitable for so many reasons, even when nothing necessarily happens in life, but just certain realities of our life for instance like you know the state of the world right now with you know the covid stuff slowing down but now there's all these scares about shortages and inflation and everything and everyone's horrified terrified and that can very much bring on feelings of grief and you know reflecting on what once was and being mindful of the unknown. And so grief is inevitable. We all know that. And what I'm really allowing myself to do um, is just be honest with myself and be present for it and see it for what it is. And what's been really important to me is acknowledging that I often project my grief as anger. So when I do feel anger, when I'm expressing anger, when my demeanor, my facial expressions, my tone, when parts of me are in a reactive state that is coming through as anger, I've now become very aware that often what I, what I, I'm projecting anger, but what's really happening is I'm, um, 
feeling grief and and sadness and heartbreak and wow it's so powerful because as soon as I make that um as soon as I have that realization while I'm in it so I'm you know something triggers me I'm reacting with anger but the moment I I realize god I'm acting out of anger because I'm really sad about this thing that's happening Immediately, I've dropped from the ego into the heart, and often I'll start crying, which is what our I think our spirit really calls for us to do when we're feeling grief is cry. But it's like, why does it get harder to cry as you're when you're an adult? Like, God, I see my kids just like cry so easily, and I admire it. I'm like, I want to cry more, um, and I guess. Maybe because of that, because I've learned to immediately swap out grief for anger and who knows why, maybe because I was told, oh no, Vivian, don't be sad, don't be sad, don't be sad. And eventually I got really angry because it's like, well, I guess I can't feel sad, so I'm fucking angry. I don't know. But to be able to recognize, oh wow, of course this is here. I'm sad. I'm grieving something has died maybe not a person but something has died and I feel death I feel transformation and it's scary and my world my foundation feels wobbly and there's an uncertainty and all I can do right now is try to protect myself and by protecting myself I'm protecting my children and that's big and scary. And once I see that for what it is, oh, my heart just begins. I, all I can do is just feel the energy radi- radiating from my heart. I feel my heart just um, growing. The, like It's the energy, the energy radiating. And I just, I can like really cloak myself in compassion in that moment and recognize that that's you know I can be my own best friend I can be my own caretaker so there's no one is gonna come in and like save me from what I'm feeling and going through I can be my own hero in the sense of just helping myself through whatever it is I'm going through And of course, I also like recognize there are moments where we do need that outside support. And I've found that um, finding someone you really love and respect and um, honoring their work and paying for really high quality emotional support is one of the best things we can do for ourselves. I've never been judgmental of therapy. I always just felt like, how do you find the right therapist? Because I remember like as a child, there were very rare moments where my parents introduced therapy and it just always felt like, who is this person? But now um, it's so different when you find someone that you really love and respect and trust. And then you're like, leaving a session just being like wow oh my god I'm like I needed that I needed guidance from someone who isn't in it 
and who can also remind me to think about the things that are like too scary to think about that maybe I'm like avoiding thinking about. So find yourself some like really good guidance and never be, and that's another thing, like investing in ourselves can be hard um, to spend more on quality products, spend more on quality food or quality clothing, whatever it might be, but it's worth it. So I do believe it's so worth it to spend money on yourself in that sense if you find someone that you really resonate with who is really helping you through difficult times then it's well worth the investment because fresh perspective from someone who's got the clarity the maturity and the tools to help you think through things with love but with like uh honesty and pragmatism is like really powerful so i highly suggest that however most of our day if you're going through a phase of grieving most of your day, you are just with yourself. So I guess I'm sharing what I do throughout the day to stay calm and peaceful despite a lot of sadness I'm experiencing in my life right now. Um, and I'll tell you what, I've had mm, several people uh, that know me and I see in person that are kind of surprised that I'm so calm as I'm going through some of the things that I'm going through in my life. And I attribute that to these, um, these small but powerful ways that I am like being here for me. Um, and that's what I need. And after, you know, three, three, 30 years, I guess, of trying to outsource that and hoping someone's going to show up and save me. I've always just wanted someone else to care, take care of me. It took me forever to realize I was that person all along. I needed that from myself. There is no outsourcing that. And there's no like reliable way to outsource that always. And we have to live with ourselves day in and day out. So if I can figure out how to be the primary caretaker of myself in those ways, and then also enjoy what others can bring um, to the table and how others can help. That's beautiful. Um, but I should first and foremost be able to rely on myself and I'm doing that and it's so gorgeous. So, um, I hope this wasn't too much of a downer. If anyone out there is grieving and going through big transitions, my heart goes out to you and life can be muddy and messy like that where we are experiencing great joy while t simultaneously experiencing um, grief. And that's basically my life right now. As my business grows, as my confidence grows, as my body grows with a new baby and my children grow and things evolve, I'm also, you know, going through some other <laughs> things that just, yeah, weigh me down. So I love you if you're listening, if you're tuning in and big thank you to all of the women that are reaching out and letting me know that they love the podcast and their regular listeners. And, um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, 
I think sometimes people are like, well, why are you just speaking for women? Men also go through this. And I'm like, I'm speaking for women because I am a woman. And of course, men go through this. I have a lot of compassion for the plight of man, but I'm a woman and I spent a lot of my life so far in a male dominated energy. I think the masculine energy was has been very prominent in um, my life for for quite a while, and only in the past like couple years have I really been stepping into the feminine and enjoying it and feeling so empowered by it and so inspired by it. So my own feminine energy as well as just the collective feminine energy and individual feminine energies that I meet and um, encounter in other women that it feels so powerful to speak to that. And I don't need to be for everybody. Um, I'm very happy to have the container of safety of uh, the, the feminine energy because it's something that I just... Um, didn't respect for most of my life. So now at this point that I have a different relationship with it, it's if I feel called to um, focus on that. So <laughs> I love you all. Thank you for tuning in. And I will be here with another fresh episode next week. Have a beautiful weekend. <laughs>